Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer training programs for CSMs and customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of The Success League. I'm joined again by Chad Hornfelt, the VP of Customer Success for Updater. Today, we're going to talk about ways that you can accelerate your career in customer success. I'm really excited about this topic because I get a lot of questions about career paths in our field, and Chad has tons of great advice on the subject. So thanks for being on the show again today, Chad. Thanks, Kristen. Glad to be back. You've been on the show before, so I don't think we need to get into your whole bio, but for the new listeners, can you give everyone a quick overview of your current role and what Updater does and what your team looks like there? Sure, yeah. And thanks again for having me. Uh, so as my role here is our, our VP of Client Success, uh, I oversee our client success managers, uh, our onboarding team, uh, as well as an operations team. Uh, I would say that we're very different from other companies that you maybe typically have on the show. So Updater is a software company, and we've created this really amazing app for people that are moving. Uh, so let's face it, as moving is a, a pain in the ass, and uh, uh-huh. doing, yeah, as you, you all know that. Um, and we've got this great personalized experience that helps people complete all of their moving-related tasks. So if you need to forward your mail, if you need to switch your utilities, if you need to find the best cable internet packages, we do all of that stuff. And, and in fact, it's interesting. We, you know, I think when last time we were on the show, we were saying that we process about 20% of all uh, moves in the U.S., so now it's pushing past that. Um, and where we come That's coming. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's super interesting. I mean, again, um, there's nothing that's really doing anything like this and, and this is where technology comes in and helps us um, fix those uh, annoying tasks. So um, so where um, our client success team comes in is that uh, we partner with real estate companies like brokerages and property management corporations. Um, and what we do is that they, they let us know when people are going to move. Um, and so that information flows into our system and we send out invites to the updater app. Um, and so it's our responsibility to make sure that these real estate companies are onboarded correctly. They fully understand what Updater provides and the value. Um, and of course, uh, we need to provide an amazing experience and deliver on their outcomes. So, so that's my main role here. That's great. Thank you for sharing that background. I think that will really help as we get into our topic today. Lately, I've been talking to several people every week about building their careers and customer success, and I'm sure you do this too. There are lots of people who want to get into the space because they see it as a hot field right now, and there's others who are already in the space and they want to progress into roles with a better title or more money. Yet with all of this activity, I think it's really difficult for candidates to find definitive advice on customer success careers because the field is relatively new. 
Um, before we get into really specific tips for people, let's spend some time maybe talking about all of the career path options that are available. Sure. And, and I really like this topic. I think we're going to go a little bit deeper um, and maybe hit on some issues that people have that people and help people learn more about themselves. Uh, so there's a number of different paths. I mean, there's the individual superstar uh, path. Uh, there's the management path. Um, and, and I'd say that um, these paths are a little bit undefined in many ways because your business is still growing. So, you know, you have those two different paths, but there might be other paths that, you know, you don't even know that they're going to exist yet. It just depends on your, <laughs> your company. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I'd say that the one, all, the, the kind of paths I'll talk about, because I think I have the most experience in these are uh, the management path and operations. So the management one is an obvious one. Um, it's definitely not an easy one. Um, you know, it might seem all, all glamorous and everything like that, but, um, you know, there, there's not a lot of playbooks and depending on your company, things are growing very quickly. There's, there's a lot of demands, but I, I would say that, um, it is definitely one of the most re rewarding positions and something I really enjoy, uh, on the operations side, this is sort of a newer concept. Um, and it's, I would say it's copied some of the other established functions like the sales and marketing operations. And I would say that for people who love, uh, customer success, and they want to focus on technology and data and process. This is definitely uh, the area for you. And and I would say for, from a, like a leadership perspective, a lot of the leaders have a bit of an ac uh, operations acumen. I think it's really really important to have that skill set. Yeah, I think that operations can be a great way into leadership. It gives you that operations side that you need to be really good as a leader. So if you want to go down the management path, but you don't have the experience to do that yet, that might be a good route for you to go. Um, you know, if you're somebody that really loves the customer facing work that you do um, and the idea of leaving that behind to go into management or operations sort of bothers you, it doesn't mean that you're stuck. Uh, I think that you can continue to progress in customer success and move into what, you know, people call either a key accounts manager or a senior customer success manager. And often in those roles, what you're doing is you're working with one to 10, I would say at the most, usually it's more like one or two really large key accounts. Those are positions where you're not managing people or you may be managing um, from a peer management standpoint, but you are still working directly with clients. And I think that um, that's a chance to increase your title and certainly increase your pay without stepping into a management role and without stepping into an operations role. So that's an option for people too. Um, I'm starting to also see, I don't know, Chad, if you see this too, but there's becoming more roles where you sort of are a liaison between teams. Mm -hmm. So if you're, um, you know, maybe a customer success person who works with the product team or a product person who works with the customer success team, those liaison roles are starting to pop up too. And that can be an interesting way, I think, to transition from one function within a company to another. So if you're coming from product and you're really interested in customer success, or you're coming from sales and you're really interested in customer success or any other department, you can look at those roles that sort of serve as a liaison between teams. And that might be a way to help make that transition. Do you see some of that too, Chad? Yes. And here's something I'll say um, for the leaders that are out there, you know, it's, it's a bit of a secret weapon that you actually want people on your team to go to other functions 
because if you know one of our roles as leaders is is sort of being the voice of the customer and what better way to do that than to have people that are on your team go to other functions and then that you know you have that empathy that develops in those departments because of those people that were on your team uh, and if I think back uh, to, to my days at Eloqua, some of the original CSMs that we had, almost all of them switched to other teams, whether it was sales or marketing or business development or operations. Uh, you know, you just have, you develop all those skills and you become, um, you know, highly valued um, individuals. So, you know, your, your career paths are very broad. They're not just within the customer success function. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about how do you create a culture of customer success in your company? Well, one way to do that is to spread all the customer success people all throughout the company. (laughs) And you end up with that culture of customer success because you've seeded all of your people all over the whole company. It's a it's a great way to build that culture, I think. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we were first discussing when we were kicking around this topic was the fact that, in customer success, most companies aren't just going to hand you kind of a formal career path. Here's your path. Um, you're going to have to do a lot of the research and legwork yourself. So what do you see as the advantages and disadvantages of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it always obviously depends on the type of company. Uh, but I would say to keep this in mind, like at the end of the day, you control your career. And you, you really have to make sure that that's a focus um, one of the things I love here at Updater is our head of people. She reminds everyone here that they are the driver and the manager is the passenger. And I think that's just super important. Uh, I remember a great example of this back uh, when I was at Eloqua, we had a really talented uh, you know, colleague. She was a former marketer. She was doing really, really well in her role. And she saw this opportunity. It was It's kind of that gap that you mentioned between the functions. It was between uh, customer success and marketing. And mm-hmm. she wanted to leverage her marketing skills. And she wanted to create more of a community effect with our customers. So she pushed um, it's our manager uh, at the time, a uh, director, to get in, into that role. Um, and she just did an amazing job. She created this community, this top liners community that still exists. And it's one of the best communities for B2B marketers that are out there. So, uh, you know, it, it you, you can look at it that it, it is an advantage when you're given that opportunity, but it really, it needs to be in the right organization um, mm-hmm. where, you know, you you have that ability to, you know, create those roles. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, there are disadvantages as, as well, because if you're not thinking that way that you're the driver of your career, you know, you might get frustrated as a CSM because, you know, being a CSM is very difficult. Um, it can be monotonous. Uh, there's a lot of things that are, you know, on your plate every day. Um, and so at times there can be some disadvantages there. I think that, um, you know, what we're doing here at Updater is we're creating role levels so that people have the right expectations and they know, okay, well, how do I, you know, how can I actually move to other uh, positions? What do I need to know? What are the, you know, what do I need to be striving for? Um, and I think that, you know, what we're doing with the team is that we are setting the right expectations that this is what we know. These are some of the potential areas, but we're also setting expectations saying, you know, we don't know where things are going to go. You know, our business keeps evolving. Um, and so we're having that two, two-way dialogue. So, you know, what I would encourage the CMs, CSMs to do um, is really look at what you love to do and start there, um, as well as if you have a good manager, you should have conversations with them and talk through talk through these items with them. So, you know, they, they might have additional resources that you didn't even think about. Um, so I think that's important. Not, you know, don't just like hold this on your shoulders and, 
you know, even potentially like leave the company because you, you were disgruntled. You really need to have that uh, conversation. So um, I think a couple things to keep in mind uh, just to finish off on this one is one, like before you're thinking about that next role, um, you really need to be kicking ass in your role. So, you know, you should be in your role for about six to 12 months. You should be just knocking out of the park, whatever it is that you're trying to do. If, if it's retaining customers, growing customers, um, do everything that you're, you're supposed to be doing and then look to potentially move into a different role. Um, I would not, um, you know, after like two months say, hey, you know, I'm doing really well. Can I, can we see, can we talk about some <laughs> other roles? Like, you know, you really need to be patient. Um, and the other thing is, you know, because here's the thing, like maybe you are kicking ass, you've been in the role for a year, um, but the role that you want may not be available yet, whatever reason, like your, your, your company's raising funding, um, you know, maybe there, there are new roles emerging, like an operations role, but your team isn't big enough. You just, you really need to be patient. You need to be respectful of your manager um, and show some empathy and humility, um, in, in, you know, at the current state. Obviously keep pushing, but just understand that, um, you know, you can continue to build your skills while you're waiting for that role um, and kind of work with your manager on a time frame. So yeah, I, I really appreciate you bringing up the patience piece of this. I think that um, a lot of people get a little impatient, but I think it's important to remember that there's a lot you can work on to develop the skills that you're going to need for your next role while you're in your current role. And if you have an open dialogue with your manager about it, then you're going to be able to um, you know, find those opportunities to do special projects and do extra work um, that builds those skills uh, you know, while you're waiting. And I think that what that does is then it sets you up so that when you hit the ground running with your next role, um, you can actually hit the ground running and, and not be struggling to learn skills on the, on the fly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's an important point. Um, I want to talk about the resources that are available to people specifically, what are some blogs, podcasts, books that people should you know, take a look at or subscribe to if they want to push their careers forward. Yeah, I, I think this goes well beyond customer success in terms of resources that you should be looking at. Uh, if we start with customer success, I would say read, you know, everything you can. You know, there's lots of great resources. There's, you know, a customer success book. Strike Deck has a great uh, resource that you can download. Uh, there's this podcast, of course, which is a great podcast. I listen to it every week. Uh, Thank and you. <laughs> you know, Love I'm, that. <laughs> I think we're really lucky to have these types of things. Uh, you know, when I was starting out, we didn't have them. I, I'd say that the other thing is that there's tons of recorded webcasts. There's uh, from conferences, like customer success conferences, there's videos out there. You know, you should set some goals for yourself. Like, you know, how many of these you can watch, let's say, in a week. But there, there's great topics. And, you know, if you set like a goal, like, hey, I'm going to read one resource every day. I think that's a starting point. Like, just set a small goal. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, in, in terms of some some tips, like you should really look to be the best CSM that you can be, you know, look for problem areas that are in your current function, outside of your function, you know, go and fill them and, and try and address them, uh, you know, go well beyond the expectations of your role. Obviously, do it in a way that you're not, you know, stepping on toes, um, but, you know, you know, come in and bring new ideas. I mean, if you listen to a podcast and you hear a great thing, bring that back to the team, maybe slack about it. See if you can mesh uh, that uh, those ideas with the goals that you're now working through, as well as potentially some industry areas. Uh, and then I would say, like beyond customer success, you really need to focus on yourself. Uh, I, I remember a previous guest that you had on; they were talking about self awareness, and I think that that's important. I, you know, I would 
you know, recommend, you know, try and really understand who you are and what your passions are. Uh, and so, and, and set some goals and some plans around this. So I would say some excellent books. Uh, I think we've previously talked about this, like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a phenomenal yep. book. Uh, I think I've mentioned the one thing. I love that book. And then uh, Grit is another great book. Uh, so, you know, from there, you can focus on those areas of interest and then you can have a plan to develop out your skills. Yeah. And in terms of leadership, if if you're somebody that wants to go down that path, there's two um, really great books that I would recommend, you know, if you're new to management. One of them, um, any of my team members who have worked for me in the past are laughing right now when I mention this because I made every single manager who ever worked for me read this book. It's called The 12 Elements of Great Managing. Mm-hmm. And it it's a it's based on a study that the Gallup organization did on what it takes to make an engaged employee and it talks about the kinds of managers that create engaged employees and so i think that's a fantastic book that's based on a lot of really solid data and i think that's a great place to start there's also one called the effective manager there is a podcast that goes along with that one called manager tools that i think is really fantastic mm-hmm. so if you're looking to go into management, I think it's important to acknowledge that just because you're good at being a CSM does not mean that you will be a good manager. You really need to do some soul searching before you step into a management role and really get yourself prepared for that. Because when you move into management, you're not just responsible for yourself, you're now responsible for other people and their work life. And that's a huge responsibility and you need to take it seriously. So, you know, give it some thought before you do that and make sure you're preparing yourself for that before you move into a management role. Yes, I agree. So there are lots of customer success events and meetups, and you kind of touched on that. You host one that's in New York City. Um, how are these kinds of things beneficial for career development? Yeah, you can't just sit at home and, and read and, and look at videos and things like that that are online. That, you know, yeah. you, really, you really need to meet with people. And, you know, when you meet with them and you talk about their challenges and you talk about your ideas, this is kind of where that synergy is. Uh, and you, you're exposing yourself, you know, to different perspectives, and and, the, and you build on those thoughts and ideas that you have. So the best way to do this is, I would say, is meeting them in person. Uh, I would say that is, as a tip, like if you're going to any of these events, you want to be purposeful. So you want to think about the challenges that you have. Maybe look at who's going to the event uh, because you know maybe there's a similar company to you to you or a similar model that they use. You can go there and you can you know seek them out and learn from them. Uh, so that's really the best way. Uh, to go there. And also just have a really open mind. Like everybody, I can guarantee you, everybody in customer success has some sort of challenge or some sort of problem. So, you know, just be okay with, with like telling people, it's like, Hey, this is what I'm having right now. These customers won't get back to me or something like that. And, and asking what they do to potentially engage their customers. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with the rest of the interview in a minute. Today, I'd like to talk about one type of consulting engagement we offer at the Success League. Customer success deep dives last between three days and two weeks and are focused on helping companies plan a customer success program tailored to their organization. Common deep dive topics include metrics and goals, hiring and compensation, customer journey mapping, and segmentation. Each deep dive session includes concrete deliverables, like business models and annual plans that you can quickly put to use. If you need help with planning for 2019, a deep dive engagement is a great way to kickstart your efforts. 
visit the consulting page on our website, thesuccessleague.io, for more information. I also want to mention StrikeDeck's new Customer 360 template. This free download is the best way to figure out if you're ready for a customer success tool. It is an automated spreadsheet that will help you keep track of all your current customers, generating an individual health score for each one. Quick reports can be easily developed through the Analytics tab, and tasks can be tracked on the Task Manager. If you're looking for a quick, simple-to-use, yet robust solution for your CS needs, StrikeDeck's Customer 360 template is the tool for you. Download your copy today at strikedeck.com. And now, back to our interview. So Chad, when should you consider looking for a mentor or hiring a coach? What do you see as the advantages of that kind of one-on-one approach to building your career? Yeah, I have to say this one hits a, hits pretty close to home. Uh, and I'll be honest with you and to everyone listening that this is one of my weaknesses. Um, I'm someone that in the past, I typically didn't ask for help or it just wasn't something that came naturally to me. And that's hard. Obviously, as a leader, you you really depend on people. Uh, but I think it's probably rooted in how I was brought up, and that's probably for another podcast or something. Like that. <laughs> that's a different podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, but but here's the thing: so I actually now do have a coach. Uh, it's something that uh, I've you know I've talked to my my management team here, uh, uh-huh. and um, you know the way I went about that is I, I you know this actually came up at a breakfast I had with another leader, and you know they they said he said to me he's like hey you know don't don't be afraid of asking for that. You can, if you, if you are, I mean, you're worried about the company and it's like a smaller company and will they give you resources for it? You can, you can basically say, Hey, well, I'll, I'll be willing to fund this. Um, Cause I think it's really important. And I think that's another thing as well. Like, you know, as anyone as a CSM or a leader, you need to be willing to invest in yourself and that, and there's money involved there, but it will pay off. Um, so this is something that I'm doing and, and, and it is something that, I, that I'm excited about because that person will really help me in terms of those blind spots and and keeping me focused. Um, The other thing is that you don't need a formal coach either. Um, You can seek out people in your company. You can seek out mentors outside your company. I mean, I have mentors outside my company and and people that I talk to all the time. Um, You you know, while it would be great that it it could be your manager, um, you know, sometimes your manager may not be the best person for for many different reasons. Um, So don't necessarily depend on your manager to be your coach. Um, you know, again, you're the driver here. You need to drive your career. Um, but there can be mentors from all other, you know, different things outside of work. Um, I have to say that uh, my wife is definitely my biggest coach and the person that um, I turn to for, for you know, when I, when I need real advice. Um, so, you know, I would say that at the end of the day, um, look for someone who's going to be your mirror, someone that's going to give it to you straight. Uh, and, you know, look for that, that trusted person. And it's, it's just super important. Yeah, I actually like the idea of having kind of a team of people in your your life and in your career who can offer you that candid advice when you need it and sometimes give you a little tough lug when you need a kick. (laughs) um, So, you know, when you have a group of people offering advice, you get different advice from different people and you can kind of balance what you're hearing um, and you get different perspectives. So I I love that idea of kind of everyone having their team of advisors. I want to throw in one more thing on this topic um, before we move on. And this is for those people who are in leadership roles right now who are listening. Um, consider being a coach for somebody. It's um, really tough as a kind of mid or early stage career person to ask for help. It's a lot easier if somebody's coming to you and saying, hey, would you like some help? Um, people are afraid to ask for that. 
And, uh, you know, if, if you're willing to do that and spend some time with somebody, you know, you can, you can offer that up and make it easier for them to, um, have that help that they need. Um, you know, and you don't have to feel like you've got it all together in order to be that coach. I think you can do that at any stage of your career for the people that are coming behind you. So, um, consider that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. And, um, you know, I get into the city here pretty early because uh, I'm coming in from Jersey and, um, and I have breakfast with people all the time, um, CSMs, uh, CS leaders, uh, you know, those conversations are some of the best that I have and, and, I, and I welcome them. So yeah, I highly recommend it. That's great. Well, I'm going to hit you up and for going to breakfast next time I'm out in New York then. <laughs> you guys have such a breakfast culture out there. I've actually done that with a few people in the area. So I think people that get into the city early to try to miss rush hour um, like to do that. It's cool. So how do you think formal training is beneficial or not really beneficial to career development? Um, the Success League, we offer training, and there are a few other training options out there for CSMs. Do you think that companies really look at the skills you've gained through training as an asset? Or is that just kind of another line item on your resume? So yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me this like maybe two or three years ago, I would say I'd be a little suspect because the training options weren't there. Um, but the, and, and, and actually, it's funny because I had some hesitancy as well. It's like, oh, you know, I don't know if those courses are out there or if there are any good. Um, but the courses that are available now are phenomenal. And the courses that you provide actually are really, really good because they're very specific and they hit uh-huh. on challenges. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And actually it's for, for me, you know, I actually have, you know, some budget where I, I actually like to send some of the CSMs to these and then they bring back what they've learned and they share them with other teams. So I've sent some of my team members to conferences. Um, if people are doing courses in local in the city, I'll look to send them there. Um, I, I just think that, you know, the courses are up to par um, and, and beyond what exists from a team trying to teach itself these items that yeah. crazy not to do this and learn from, from others. So, you know, and, and also that it shows the maturity of the industry where, you know, there's just the, the topics are, are really mature. They're very complex. And so you should be taking more formal training now. That's great. Um, it's great for me to hear uh, as a general customer success person, and then also great for me to hear as the person who's delivering some of that training. Um, I, pre- I'm, I appreciate hearing that feedback. Um, so we've talked about a lot of stuff. Do you have any other ideas for people looking to enter customer success or grow their careers in our field? Yeah, I think that, you know, you touched on this earlier, you know, this idea of asking for help. So I have people that reach out to me all the time and you know, they, they connect with me, let's say on LinkedIn and they're just asking like, you know, you know, how do I, you know, get into customer success and, and, uh, and, and I'm, you know, very happy to meet up with people and talk through their careers. It's, it's almost like I'm a, a, a guidance counselor uh, in many ways, but you know, it's, it's like you've said, like, I know one of my, 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 my purpose is to help drive change and, and help others. And, and I'm very happy to do that. So I would just say like, don't, hesitate. The, the worst thing someone can do is ignore you or just say no. Um, but you know, there's, there's lots of people out there that are willing to help. So go to the events, meet other people, reach out on LinkedIn, look to the people that are the thought leaders we're writing and, and just say, Hey, you know, I'd like to break in, like what's something I can do now be respectful, I would say in terms of your ask and keep them limited, but you know, there's lots of people that will help you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, talking to lots of different people 
will give you all kinds of ideas about the different directions that you can go in with your career. And the more, the better um, in terms of gathering feedback and learning about the field. And the more connections you make, I think the more that you can um, find, you know, find companies to move into if you need to change companies or, um, you know, get ideas for ways to create a role for yourself, even within your own company, if that's possible. So absolutely love that idea. So we just gave the audience a whole bunch of different ways to grow their career and customer success. Um, and just to try to kind of boil it down for everybody, if you had to pick just one to start with, what would it be? I would say that you really need to focus on filling gaps. So what I mean by that is in your role as a customer success manager, if you want to excel in that role, um, focus on being a great customer success manager and look for the areas that, you know, they just need to be filled. So as a great example, I remember back at Eloqua where our training team was creating videos and they were very specific for these modules that they wanted to focus on. And I saw these gaps where we didn't have these videos and customers were asking for this information. And so I just spent the time to create these videos and it really helped um, the rest of the team. It helped obviously our customers. Uh, and so I would take that approach. Another great piece of advice that someone gave me was, you know, go to the other departments and ask them what their challenges are and how you can help. Um, and if you do that and you start to gain, uh, you know, friends and, and you influence other departments, that's really going to help you as you build your career. Because, you know, the, at the end of the day, when you want to like grow and you want people to sort of, you know, tap you and say, hey, I, I think this person should, should be moving up or getting promoted. Um, it's going, you're going to need uh, people outside of your department who will vouch for you. So building those relationships early is really, really good. And, you know, one tip, actually, someone did this internally. So talking about learning as well as growing your career, this person started a book club that focuses on customer success. So they're encouraging other people in the team to read books regarding their career. Um, so it's showing initiative. We're learning at the same time. I mean, that person's you know, doing the right thing, showing the right initiatives to not only help themselves grow, but help the team. And so that will only help you in terms of your internal branding and growing your career and customer success. I think that's fantastic. I, I love book clubs as a way to learn. And it's pretty clever of that person to have grabbed that, that idea and run with it for the whole team. I think that's going to help everybody. So Chad, you've been on the show before, so you already know what I'm going to ask you next. Um, <laughs> what do you see as the big trend in our field right now and why? And you can give me a different answer than you did last time. Yeah, I, you know, I would say maybe this is a little different, um, but I would say that, you know, it's it's not should you have a customer success platform. I think that's it's almost like a given, um, I would say, uh, more so than it was like a year ago. I would say that the, the change that I'm seeing is that your customer success manager is saying, Hey, you know, I want my customer success platform to do this. I want it to be a great experience for me. Um, and even using that as a tool to recruit new CSMs where you're saying that you have this type of customer success platform. So that's, you know, a change that I would see where the tools are, are really becoming almost a, a given, a necessity. And you really need to position it, not just from the manager where it's almost like a compliance tool and a you know, way of driving strategy, but it's something that the CSMs will wake up every day and say, hey, I, I, I'm really excited. I'm going to, you know, execute on these QBRs or following up on these items. And it's a tool that I really want to use. 
Yeah, I, I love that. I think it is interesting. And you've, um, you know, you've called out something that I've thought about a little bit, but hadn't really gone in depth on, which is the idea of using your CS platform as a, as a hiring tool. I mean, I think in sales, Salesforce is pretty ubiquitous at this point. And I have to say, you know, when I was in sales, if I went into a company and I was interviewing and they didn't have Salesforce, that was a big red flag for me. Um, it was like, oh, you've got this off-brand CRM system. All right, we'll see. Um, you know, and and now I think there's so many CS platforms out there. It's interesting to see that people are gravitating towards some of them as um, tools that they want to work with. So mm -hmm. that's that's really interesting. Well, it's only going to help their career if they have that yeah. on the way that they've used those tools. So, so that's this is all sort of full circle because that's definitely an area to help build your your customer success career. That's great. Well, Chad, I really appreciate you joining me on the show again today. This is such an important topic. The more smart and talented people we can attract to our field, the better we all get. Thanks so much for sharing your advice and ideas, and I hope we'll hear you on the podcast again soon. Yeah, and, and thank you. I, lo I love to do this again. I, I really enjoy it. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I just want to add a quick note about career advice from the Success League. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, a lot of people reach out and ask me for career advice every week, and I really love this. I love helping our community, but I'll admit it has gotten pretty difficult to schedule these meetings. The Success League is growing really fast at this point. Um, so as a compromise, I've decided to introduce office hours. So every other Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific, which is 6 p.m. Eastern, I'll be available to answer career questions and questions about being a consultant, which I get as well. If you're interested, send me an email at kristen at thesuccessleague.io and I'll add you to the next office hours call. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.